KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Michelle Durham. Morgan McCaffrey was a recent high school graduate who was murdered by her ex boyfriend in the Meadowbrook train station parking lot in July of 2020. Now, her ex boyfriend was recently convicted of first degree murder in a highly publicized trial. And now her family is committed to spreading the word about teenage toxic relationships. So, Morgan went to the same high school as my daughter, and Nazareth Academy in Northeast Philly is my alma mater, too. So I've been back to the school over the years to give motivational speeches to the girls. And the last speech I gave was when Morgan was a freshman. Kathy McCaffrey is Morgan's mom. And she wanted to speak with me because I actually caught a glimpse of her child while she was alive. And that has become a precious memory for her and for me. This story is important because... Those stuck in toxic relationships often feel embarrassed, ashamed, trapped, and it's important to know how to get out of this relationship safely. And this conversation will give those in these relationships and the people who love them the tools and information to do that. All right, so the tape is rolling, and I'm going to say to you what I just said to you, which is I don't know what to say to you. Um... Tell me about Morgan. I only caught a glimpse of her for a little bit, but you tell me about your kid. Oh, she was um, a ball of energy from the day I adopted her. She um, she just had this special little spark about her, and she just had a lot of energy. She was always on the go. She's very social. Um, so I think you've met her in school. You probably could tell that she liked to. Um, socialized with her classmates and her friends. She did a lot of volunteering in her spare time. She got a job when she was 16 and started working so she could have money for a car and to pay, you know, to pay for those expenses as well. And also to um, donate some of those dollars that she earned back to charities. My family also runs another charity uh, for the Northeast Philadelphia, in which they feed families. Um, Thanksgiving Day dinners, they provide over 600 plus families throughout the um, Northeast Philadelphia area and surrounding suburbs with with meals for Thanksgiving. And then at Christmas, they provide um, Christmas gifts for children. Um, Basically, they get their donations through um, different from the police and firemen union, and also from um, some of the local schools that provide information for families in need. Um, and she did that every year from, I don't know what time in grade school, but very early on in grade school, she was doing that every year with my family. You know, Morgan was just such a a force, um, you know, in the hallway, she'd always be surrounded by, you know, a group of girls from what I'm told, and just mm-hmm. was the person that everybody went to and how hard this must be for you that she was faced with this situation. And as adults, we would be powerless as to know what to do, Kathy, when you think about it. Yeah. um, You know, I, I wasn't aware of the abuse that was going on when she was in the relationship. I became aware of some of the abuse um, after she ended the relationship. 
but I didn't know the full extent and I didn't know the full extent of the text messages and um, threatening um, texts that she was receiving from him during that time frame. Um, and I wish I, I had, but you know, you don't know what you don't know. And um, domestic violence is such a topic um, that I didn't think that I would ever learn so much about, but I am still learning today more and more about it and what a silent um, place it has in our society. And we really need to start talking about it because our kids are just as um, at risk of being in a relationship that is harmful, whether it be verbal, whether it be um, talking down, whether it be mentally just dragging you down, whether it be physical, whether it be a combination of all of them or pieces of them. But statistically, one in three of our teens will be in one of those relationships. And um, how do they get out? Because it really, it brings down your self-esteem. A lot of people would say she's not the typical type that you would expect to find in this type of relationship. And that's because this just affects everyone. It doesn't affect, doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your race. It just affects you just like drugs and alcohol and bullying can affect any one of us at any time in our lives. Um, so does domestic violence. And it's a, so much more prevalent in society than, um, than we know and that we talk about. You know, it's interesting, Kathy, because I don't know about your experience as a, pa- uh, as a parent of a teenager, but I'll tell you, our kids always like, oh, I can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle it. And it's, you know, as parents, you're right. We only know what we know. And I just think we need to shine this light because there are some things they just can't handle on their own. No. And being in a toxic relationship, you shouldn't have to handle that alone. You should have support. Unfortunately, you're so ashamed a lot of times because you are put into this situation and it's embarrassing because we as a society have made it that, well, that person must have done something to deserve this. And that's not true. And we really need to say that they are a victim and that they have rights just as well as any other victim of any other crime has a right to be heard and to be helped and to find the right help. What I didn't know, and I wish I had known, is that when Morgan left this relationship, that she was at the highest risk of death at that point. Statistically, when you leave a relationship that has been, in her case, physical, verbal, and mentally abused, that is when the individual is highest risk within that period of time after leaving. And that period of time can last up to a year, sometimes longer in leaving. And you really need to know how to get out safely. You need to have the resources that are out there that can help you through programs like the National Domestic Hotline, the um, in, in our area, Laurel House in Montgomery County, and um, a woman's place in Bucks County. They are there to help you. You can call their hotlines. 
They will speak with you. They will advise you what to do, what not to do. It's really that important. And a lot of teenagers don't associate that, those programs with themselves because they just think as that's for married people or that's for people who are older in their 20s and 30s and 40s. That's for families. It's not for me as a teen or as a young adult. And it's trying to really help them understand and and know that those programs are out there for any age to support anyone and to get the counseling and the advice that they need. I think when Morgan met him that day, she had no idea that, that it was going to be like that. I think that she just went there and she never expected that to happen to her. And, um, and that just makes it all the more heartbreaking because you're in a relationship with someone and you are in that relationship because you care about them. And because you care about them, you always want to think the best of them. But as you're pointing out, you need to put yourself first. Absolutely. Your, your health, your mental health, your physical well-being is so much more important than your partners at that point. You are not, I, I always would say, you are not here to be somebody's savior. You are here to be a good person, to help people, but you are not here to let people put you down, to let people abuse you verbally, physically. You are worthy of so much more than that. And it happens so subtly over time. And I think what happens in our society is a lot of times we write it off as drama and they're being overly, you know, dramatic. And that's just the way people talk. And that's not true. And it shouldn't be true. And that's why we formed Morgan's Light to really start talking about this subject, teen dating violence. Um, dating violence in young adults, and just really telling them that they have, they have support systems out there and educating our teens that there is support systems out there, that these organizations are there to help them. And what Morgan's Light wants to do is to go out to the schools and out into the community and really start promoting, um, talking about this, making it that it's not the victim's fault, and that um, that you deserve a lot better in a relationship. Everyone deserves to be in a relationship that is loving and caring, and you always are supportive of your partner, but you're not um, controlling of your partner. Um, when I know Morgan didn't share with you while it was happening to her, but please share what you feel comfortable sharing about what your child went through in this relationship, what you found out. I found that it really started with verbally putting her down, telling her she wasn't pretty, telling her that she would never be good enough for anyone else, um, telling her that, you know, she was ugly at times. um, And then it started to escalate and it um, moved into slapping Um, extremely hard where it left bruises on her. Um, I heard that 
he was also biting her. And um, I did not know about the texts that he was sending, though, after her breakup, which even got more scary and graphic. And um, I found out about them after she had passed. And I found out some more of that during the trial, during her trial as well. And they were pretty uh, upsetting. The one that um, was out there was is that he had uh, visions of stabbing her multiple times in the neck. And she really didn't share that with, I'll say the right people. And sometimes when you share it with a friend who doesn't know what to do, and a lot of times they think, well, it's just talk. You know, it's, it's also educating your friends as to if a friend comes to you and provides you with this information, how do you help that person or, you know, and to speak up. And I don't blame the individuals who received this text because they didn't know. They didn't know how to deal with something like this. We don't teach our kids how to deal with something like this. I didn't know as an adult how to deal with something like this. But I'm hoping through Morgan's Light that we will start educating our youth to know how to deal with something like this. It, because statistically, it is more than likely going to happen to either them or someone that they know, love, or care about in their lifetime. And how they handle it and how they advise the person, whether it be themselves or their loved one or a friend or an associate or somebody who has confided in you with this information is really so important because you could be saving that person's life by doing so. So Kathy, in your experience now, what would you want to say to the moms of, of teens and also to the teens themselves? If their friend comes to them with this information, given what you know now, what is the advice? Go tell a trusted adult, a school counselor, but do not keep it to yourself. Even if that means that your friendship with that individual may be on a rocky road, and it probably will be for a little while, because a lot of times they'll be mad at you for sharing what they thought was really kind of personal information. But that personal information is really important to helping them and saving them in the long run. And they might be mad at you for a short time, but when they get out and they are safe and they start recovering because it is a recovery process, they will, they will probably turn around and thank you. It might take some time, but in the long run, you are helping somebody who needs help. Sometimes they don't even know they need the help. Well, that's the thing, because it is a slippery slope, you know, it, it, and then it becomes your new normal. Then you think, oh, this is just the pattern of this relationship and it becomes your new normal. And it's and it's not. Did you notice anything at, at home with Morgan, like any any differences? Sometimes, you know, they'll withdraw a little bit when they're going through something or sometimes not. You know, sometimes they'll just, yeah. you know, be sometimes acting like that. That wall, she was still, you know, going out with her friends. She was doing a lot of the things that I would assume was just normal for a teenager to do. Um, she was working, so she had a job that she went to part-time, plus going to school full-time. 
you know, she, and, and it was during COVID. So that was a little harder because um, you weren't really able to be in school and have that, like, I'll call it that physical presence of, of teachers and counselors. And um, now I would probably just say, just look for subtle signs. And if your child tells you something's wrong, really stop and really pay attention. Even if they try to shut you out and don't want to talk to you about it, just try to keep coming back to the subject. Maybe ask one of their friends that you might feel will open up to you a little bit about it, but um, don't give up on trying to, to have help them open up to you. And if need be, reach out to uh, one of the organizations on domestic violence and ask them for advice on how to approach the subject with your child and ask them for maybe some materials that you can at least just give to them and say, maybe it's helpful if you read through this and you might want to call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline and just speak to someone just for your own, you know, mental health. Just just ask some questions. You don't have to tell me, but tell them and see what they tell say to you. Well, ask for for help. It's interesting because I spoke with an expert, and the expert said to me, "When the person leaves the relationship, as you stated earlier, it is the most dangerous time because they have nothing left to lose." Right. Exactly right. And and it's such a scary time for the victim who is leaving because they know they don't want to stay. They know they don't want to take the abuse anymore. And they are really trying to get out of that situation. And they don't feel like they have the support that they need. After the that breakup, the month, a little bit over a month from the time that she broke off with them until the time she passed, she was really happy. You know, she was doing things that she wasn't doing in the past. She was spending more time with her friends. You know, she was spending more time with me. And um, and I could really see a change in her. Like you could kind of just see that development of that person. And and he took all that away. He took that away from her. He took it away from me. He took it away from my family. He took it away from all of her good friends. Um, you know, just because he wasn't happy. It must have been so hard for you to, after the relationship broke up, did Morgan tell you what she went through or did a lot of it you learned through the trial? I learned some of it. I learned that he, um, you know, kind of was putting her down verbally. She told me that he had slapped her. Um, you know, of course, my advice to her was, well, don't have any communication with him. Don't go see him. If he contacts you, let me know. You can't, you know, you should never be alone with him. Uh, you know, I told her we would come and pick her up uh, at work when she was done her shift. So she wasn't going out to her car by herself. And, um, you know, I, th- I think being a victim... <clears throat> of domestic violence really plays with your mental psyche. There's a part of you that feels bad for the person that abused you. There's a part of you that feels, well, I saw a good side in them. So there must be something there. And, but you know, you've seen such evil and such hurt and pain 
but you still know that, well, they treated me really nice for a while, or, you know, they, they were so sorry about what they did to me, but it's all just a mental manipulation. And you don't realize how beat up mentally you are from, from that. And you don't really think clearly. Cause I know if somebody had come to my daughter and told her about this, she would have told them, you know, to get advice and to talk to their parents. And she, you know, she probably would have advised someone else what to do, but she didn't know how to do it for herself because she was just so mentally broken from it. And, and people don't realize how, how much that takes and how much courage it takes for a person who's been in that situation to leave. She had so much courage. Um, and what have you found now in, since developing Morgan's Light and you're going out and you're doing functions and you're meeting with parents and parents are coming up to you, what are you learning about how prevalent this is and what other people are facing? Oh, it's it's so prevalent out there. Um, like I said earlier, one in three, one in three is a really, really high statistic. You know, that's pretty much, like I said, every one of us is going to know someone that um, has been affected. And maybe you might, maybe you might not ever know because the person was too afraid and too ashamed to speak about it. Because as a society, we don't let the victims speak about it. We kind of just say, well, that we don't want to talk about that because it's really hard and it's really dark and it's not a nice, happy story. So on social media, we don't we don't speak about it. But the fact of the matter is, is so many people live it and then they don't get to say anything because they hide it. And by hiding it, we let those people continue to do what they're doing. So. What I advise parents is if your child is in a situation, sometimes your child is living with you, sometimes your child may not be living with you, is still call those hotlines and ask for help because someday your child may want to get out of the relationship. Even if right at this point, you can't talk them into it, someday they may have the courage and the strength and want to leave the relationship. And you need to have a plan to help them do that. Because doing it on the fly isn't going to help. It's learning how to get them out of that situation. And if it's a violent situation, it's learning how to protect them and protect yourself. Because that person will follow them. So you need to be sure that you have a plan in place for all of you. And it's really hard. It's it's heartbreaking. It's so sad to watch families that are just ripped apart by this and destroyed by it. But it goes on and it's gone on for centuries. It will go on after we pass. But our hope with Morgan's Light is that at least here in our community, we will be talking about it. We will be educating our our students, our teens, our young adults, that this is a subject that needs to be spoken about. And you need to be educated because with knowledge comes power and the power to learn the signs and know what to look for early on will help you in the long run in forming relationships with um, partners and individuals. 
over your lifetime. Where do you get your strength from? From Morgan. She gives me a lot of strength. She, um, I feel her in my heart and I know this is what she wants me to do. And I know that she doesn't want someone else to suffer like she suffered. And so by telling her story, hopefully that does help somebody break the pattern, get out of a bad relationship safely and go on to have a healthy and loving relationship because that's what you deserve as a person. Kathy, thank you. Thank you, Michelle, for uh, giving me this time and this platform to speak and, um, and for all your support as well. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to this podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Michelle Durham, and we'll have another episode out soon.